It's Song Talk Radio. Welcome to Song Talk Radio, the show with songwriters talking to other songwriters about the craft of songwriting. We share tips, tools, and techniques, and together we all become better at writing songs. I'm your host, Neil Modi, and with me, my co-host, Phil Emery. How are you doing, Phil? I am doing very well. Very excited to be here yet again. Awesome. Great to have you yet again. And in the extra co-host spot, we're happy to welcome the return of award-winning Boston-based singer-songwriter and music educator, Susan Catanio. How are you doing, Susan? I'm good. I am also glad to be here again. Awesome <laughs> to have you. We just missed you a couple from a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. you're back again. And uh, Susan doesn't have a Boston accent. Oh, because I'm from New Jersey. Ah, okay. Oh, the, right. the other state that doesn't have an accent. Hence your, hence your email address, which we we'll, won't we'll broadcast on the air, but your email address alludes to that, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah. There you go. It's like you don't have a New Jersey accent. I think it's because I'm from the north, northern New Jersey, where, you know, we, I do say, I say like, like bedroom, room instead of room. Mm. And I say orange instead of orange. Um, and I guess those are my two things that people are like, what did you just say? <laughs> orange, orange juice. Yeah. Of course, wherever you're from, like, I don't think I have a Toronto accent. I have a Toronto accent. Oh God. <laughs> we all have, we all have accents. It's just. We all do. We're, you know, we just don't notice it. Mm -mm. Yeah, we don't notice we're it because we're surrounded by people with the same accent. So we don't think yes. there's an accent. <laughs> right. Where I live now, people have some very heavy accents. Yeah, yeah. The the Newfoundland accent. Can be, it can be hard for me to understand. Wow. So. And vice versa, I'm sure. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, it's, it's very Irish here. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, please send your comments and questions and accents to at Song Talk Radio on Facebook or Instagram <laughs> or feedback at songtalk.ca for the email. And we'll share your thoughts on the show. And please visit songtalk.ca to see the show post for this episode to find links to resources we mentioned and to download lyric and chord sheets to follow along with the songs that we feature. And uh, this episode today is going to be all about the songwriting challenge and um, just before we get into the meat of it um, we uh, still are welcoming our listeners um, and our meetup members and everybody and anybody um, tell your friends uh, to submit your song to our songwriting challenge for this year um, which is going to be wrapping up fairly soon so if you haven't sent us your song yet be sure to do it um, uh, as quickly as you can um, and of course the challenge this year is to write a song in a mode an usual mode or mode you're not familiar with not major or minor people <laughs> And, um, and uh, if, if you caught the show from a couple of weeks ago, um, I shared my answer to the challenge, had some uh, great insightful feedback from, from Phil and from Susan, and I'm currently revisiting <laughs> my song. I made some tweaks to it already. I'm still, still working on it, though. It's going to be, it's going to be another, another version, <laughs> of course. And, um, and we're happy to say that we've, we've received a number of submissions from our listeners already. So thank you so much, guys, for sending your stuff in and stay tuned. We are going to be featuring your songs um, on upcoming episodes of the, of the podcast um and of course when you send in your song you know obviously uh send us the lyric sheet with the chords because we do would like to see the chords for this one especially um to to see the mode that it's in and tell us about the songwriting journey that you went on um to create this song um if you found it difficult to work in a mode if you found it 
um, interesting or, or there was some kind of revelation um, through working through this process because that's what that's what we hope is that this, this this puts you a little bit out of your comfort zone and at the end of the day you may not write the greatest song but you certainly learn something about yourself as a songwriter and about a little bit about music theory and about how it all goes together and you know, and, 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 and like I was just saying, like, I didn't write the greatest songs the first time around, but, you know, you can still uh, exert some effort and make, make it another version and another version after that and see where it lands until you're, until you're entirely happy with it. <laughs> yes. Even, even if after you revisit it, it then exits the challenge, like it doesn't, it no longer meets the parameters of a challenge. Like maybe you didn't like the modal thing. So I'm just going to take that idea for the song, the lyrical idea and write a different song. I mean, nobody's keeping track. We're not keeping score here. There's no winners and losers. <laughs> well, it, well, and even like, you know, what, what we call like modal interchange, which means that mm. you'll be in the middle of your song and there'll be just a moment where you go into a mode and then go out. The Beatles do that a lot. And so, crazy. Yeah. right. And so, you know, e even if writing in a mode, you're suddenly like, oh, I'm going to borrow this chord, shouldn't be in the key. That's cool. That's a cool technique yeah. to try. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. The only thing we're asking is that you do it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've all, we've all done it on accident, by accident many times. I've done modal interchange. As it's, it's almost habit now for me to modally interchange something. But it's mm -hmm. always just because I think it sounds cool. And that's really it. But this this time, I actually forced myself to stick within Mixolydian for the entire song, which was a different experience for me. It made me understand that mode a little bit more. Nice. Well, no. Okay, so today we're going to be dissecting Phil's answer to the challenge. Yes, <laughs> and we're going to be learning a little bit about um, his process, how he attacked this. So, so take it away, Phil. How did this uh, How did this challenge work for you? Well, it was great. It was actually um, a real stretch for me. Um, so I started off by watching all the wonderful resources that uh, Neil's collected and put on the page. Oh, yeah. Right. And definitely, um, definitely helped. Um, I was working on one song, which I thought was in a mode, and it's, I couldn't figure it out. And I even asked our big-brained um, guest, Jeff uh, Greenway, Huh. Who's um, who knows about this stuff? And it's the the chords. It's in the chord uh, key of E, um, but and it's it's like an E minor scale, but all the chords are major. Okay. And uh, so, so I was going well, like it didn't it didn't seem to sort of match any of the modes, and so I sent um, Jeff an email about it, and he and says, well, it's not a specific scale, really, or you can consider an E major with a with a flat six major and a flat seven major chord. Um, it's yeah, it, it was it was kind of um, hmm. said he thought it might be Mixolydian um, with a flat six major chord, but uh, yeah, so that was um, so I really liked it because I thought it was really cool, but I don't think it actually would work for this challenge because I actually wouldn't know what mode it was in and no one could actually tell me what mode it is. So maybe it's not in a mode. Maybe it's just, you know, it's what rockers do. You know, it's like, we only know how to play major chords. So we just play major chords everywhere. So maybe that was it. Right. Um, so anyways, I went through all the uh, various uh, videos on the uh, page as well as a whole bunch of other ones on YouTube. And it was um, a great sort of introduction to uh, the different ways of looking at modes. Mm -hmm. um, and 
I started off playing around with melodies, and that was okay, but nothing really kind of grabbed me. A lot of stuff was sort of doing, well, this sounds like an interesting thing because, you know, it has, um, uh, you know, a, a flat two and a flat three. That's in, you know, but couldn't really get anything from that. But what I did find, which really, really helped me, was a page off of somewhere on the internet, and I'll post it to our page uh, once I figure out where I got it from. Um, but it has all the modes in the key of C, but it actually tells you what chords um, they are. Mm. And as a guitar player, because the way I write is I usually start off with chords, and then I'll come up with a melody, and then I'll do the, the lyric. That's sort of how I normally work. So being able to work with the chords directly really, really helped. And this was a lot of fun, but it also was a bit of a, a danger because I kept on going, working on one thing, and I thought, oh, well, Dorian seems kind of cool. I wonder what Dorian's like. And then you work <laughs> on Dorian for a while and go, oh, that's kind of cool. What if, what's the Frickian mode? And I kept on sort of going between the modes because they were all sort of here, and I wanted to kind of try them out. So I actually wound up going back to the one I started off with, which was Lydian. And Lydian has a sharpened fourth, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, and one of the things with, um, I think, playing guitar, which I realized, is the way the guitar is um, set up, it can be hard to do certain kinds of chords because the notes tend to be fairly close to each other. Um, and especially working with diminished chords, and a lot of modes have diminished chords, and Lydian, uh, the four chord is a, is a diminished, F-sharp diminished in the key of C. And that's kind of hard to make sound um, musical on a guitar, but I think it's easier on a keyboard or with some other um, more flexible uh, voicing. Because, you know, the, you know, the, the, um, the sharpened fourth, um, and the fifth, you know, and, and, and the root will kind of grind to, to against each other if they're too close, uh, to each other. Whereas you, if you have space between them, they kind of work. Um, but so I decided to work on Lydian and the way I was thought about approaching this was to really lean into the thing that makes the mode the mode. So, um, you know, whatever note is unusual in the mode, I would really concentrate. Mm -hmm. And the one bad thing about Lydian is there's only one note that's really off, which is the fourth. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I knew whatever mode I would be um, working with, I would really sort of lean into that difference, difference in the, in the, uh, in the melody. And uh, so that's what I did with this. So in Lydian, in the key of C, the one chord is a major, the uh, two chord is a dominant seven, uh, the three is a minor, the four is a diminished, uh, the four would be, of course, sharpened, um, the five is a major, and the six and the seven is a minor. So in Lydian, it would be C, D7, E minor, F sharp uh, diminished, G, A minor, and B minor. And um, so I played around with a bunch of different approaches. And one thing that's very common in Lydian is to have, is to pedal on the root. 
Um, oh, wait, can I, I can, sorry, isn't, isn't the two a major? Yeah. Uh, two, two is a major. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. dominant, dominant seven is mostly a major. Yeah, yeah but just yeah. so that's that's clear, because it, yeah. it can be a triad. Like it doesn't have to be a seventh chord. That's true. it's it's yeah. one major, two major, because that's yeah. a quality. Sorry, didn't mean to yes. interrupt you. Keep going. Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's one. Uh, yeah, so the one and the two are major. So um, pedaling, you know, going between the one and the two um, while pedaling on the root is a very common Lydian thing. And uh, so I did that and then basically kept, even in the chorus, keeping into the Lydian mode and um, going between the three and the five, which is um, E minor and G, and then um, ending off the chorus with A minor and B minor. And um, that was it, was, it was kind of fun. I, it, it, it made me approach the chorus in kind of a different way. Um, I tend to sort of make uh, uh, choruses kind of jump, kind of have a big jump or a big powerful. Um, this kind of has a more of a kind of, I've been thinking of it as more of a, a back foot chorus hmm. where it doesn't kind of jump up, but it just kind of, uh, kind of feels a little bit pulled back, which hmm. I thought was kind of cool. And I realized that's something that Depeche Mode does a lot, yeah. which is something I really like. And yes. it was sort of, it was a quality I always liked in their music, but I didn't really know how they did it. But I think that's that's how they did it. I think they might do a lot of mode stuff as well. Mm. Um, and so what I did is I decided to start the melody in the verse and in the chorus on the sharpened uh, four, which is F sharp. Um, and so I actually came up with a melody on the guitar, um, starting off with the F sharp. And... Um, I did have another melody for the chorus, but I really wanted to really lean into that F sharp. So the chorus is mostly just the um, F sharp and the G going between those two notes. Um, so it's kind of fun. And then sort of um, did what I normally do with lyrics, which is kind of uh, do a bunch of nonsense things um, until words start to sort of find their place. Um, and I came up with um, On My Mind, as the theme of the song and um, sort of a song about a positive love song as opposed to a negative one where, you know, sort of you get strength from your uh, relationship and um, it's still a bit rough. Uh, there's no bridge at this point. Um, I think I would like to do some kind of a bridge at some point, but at this point, um, Considering I think I've done ideas in about four different modes, I had to eventually choose one and, and stick with it. But uh, this sheet um, really does help guitar players explore modes in a very kind of easy way, um, as opposed to trying to figure out the, you know, the melodies and it can be a little bit more, um, and be a little slower that way. So for a guitar player, this is a very quick way of doing it. Nice. So. So yeah. you're, you're, you're really focusing on that that interval that makes the mode, that yes. makes Lydian Lydian. Yeah. And I, I was doing that in um, Phrygian? Um, Phrygian. Phrygian, sorry. And people always say that was very, sort of not a very musical mode. Hmm. But when I was working with it, it sounded quite musical, and I sort of thought maybe I was doing something wrong, so I kind of abandoned it. Um 
because it, it didn't sound that off to me. Um, although I know Bork has done some, Bob York has done some stuff um, mm. in that, and it does sound kind of dark and... and uh, it is a little bit darker, awesome. I guess, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a really fun exercise, and I think I definitely came up with a song that I wouldn't have come up with before, but I'm definitely going to be doing more modal stuff now, uh, now that I have this magic sheet. Nice. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, all right, should we take a listen to the song then? All right. Let's do it. I sent you are a bit wrong. A little bit off, yeah. But you're, you're still, you're still, uh, you're still tweaking. So that's cool. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right on. I don't, I don't know if it's just your, the quality of your voice, but it kind of reminded me more of uh, Roxy music than Depeche Mode. <laughs> cool. When I was, I was getting like, a, a, "Don't you forget about oh, me?" Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, like so simple minds. Or oh yeah, hush, hush, keep it down now. Voices carry. You know, uh, yeah. till Tuesday. Awesome. 
F- FYI, the Simple Minds song is the um, the only song the band didn't write. Yeah, is that that's so bizarre? It was their yeah. biggest hit, and it's the know. one song they didn't write. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's so weird because anyway. it seems so simple minded. I can't imagine anyone else writing that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, or performing it at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but cool. as you hear, like it it pedals on the uh, on the root. Mm-hmm. It goes between mm-hmm. one and two. Yeah. And it's um, basically all the melodies start on the F sharp. The melody is so interesting yeah. and great. Yeah. I, I yeah. really love that. Yeah. Even that little guitar lick you have in the, in the, yes, in the, in the verse right? and stuff is very, it's very unusual. <laughs> and, it, and it's certainly, it's, it's got to be playing with that, that odd interval, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I think with the modes, if you really do lean into those, those unusual notes. I mean, that's yeah. kind of really, well, that helps yeah, it yeah. make it more of a mode. For sure. Because for it's sure. easier, I think, to write a mode, like to use these chords and then not sound like a mode, you know? Mm. But, and, and it's true, your chorus does have a kind of pullback energy to it. It's It, it almost feels more like a pre-chorus. Yeah. Then, then of course, until you land mm-hmm. on the, because you're on my mind. Yeah. And then let it, let it resolve and let it release a little bit, the tension. But... You know, when you, when you when you hit the top of that chorus, it doesn't it doesn't sound like a conventional top of a chorus. It sounds like we're still mm-hmm. building tension, we're still building tension until the end yeah. of the chorus. Which I would not have done normally, mm-hmm. like I would have made normal chorus. But it's and I and when I when I heard that, I thought wow, I really thought of Depeche Mode because they do a lot of that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, which is which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I literally finished this off just before I sent it to you. So, <laughs> so it's, a, it's a little rough, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. but... Um, this, which is perfectly fine. And listeners, take note. Your yes. songs do not need to be finished. They can be rough or rougher than fails. <laughs> yeah, because I just, um, like, there's no real production. I just did that's one guitar track and, nice. you know, yeah. bass, synth, and, you know, some drums, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, yeah. So you don't need much to get to get an idea across. Right your your impressions, Susan? Uh, well, first of all, I loved I loved the the melody of the song. The melody of the song was really interesting and different, and I thought that you really embraced the fact that you know, kind of, if you think about the characteristic of Lydian, it's it's brighter, right? Mm. And so the fact that you chose to write a happy, happier song. Um, you know, it still has a little bit of a wistful quality to it, but it's certainly like I got the brightness of of that mode. I thought that was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I loved um, you know, we're we're lucky because we can look at the lyrics while it's going on. But I just want to say like the way that you extended the lines so that they weren't equal. If we look at verse one, who can say where we'll go, who can know how will falter. So we've already got like one extra syllable there. Then your second verse, which is the same melody as the first one, suddenly expands these lines out and we get who can be certain how will change just hold in the end. So it's like a three line section and you've extended line two and line three of the second verse. And I think that I felt that was so interesting uh, yes, I could have heard a second verse that was exactly like the first verse, but the fact that you extended the line, you know, when you do that in a song, your listener suddenly kind of pays attention because it's like, wait, it's breaking from form. 
And I thought that was really, really cool. And then you have this really nice chorus that um, has three lines that kind of rhyme. So when the arrows fly and they land, ND, when the clouds fall down and we bend, ND, when the spy breaks or sky, sky or spy, when the spies break through, they can't win. So, mm, and then, cause you're on my mind and it's, it's a tagline that's shorter than those other lines. And it has the ND in it, but it's a different vowel sound. And I think that we really hear that and it's highlighted because of that. So super interesting, interesting choices that you made. I don't know. I, I'm not as familiar with your with all of your songs, Phil, but I thought this was really, really cool. Really cool. Well, the song actually started off with uh, being called I Don't Mind, but that's, <laughs> not, that's not a very strong emotional, huh? you know, for relationship. Well, this happened, I don't right? mind. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's really interesting, Susan, because it's like it's like the, the odd, odd line lengths and the breaking of form also lends to that building of tension. Right. Right, because you could you could only imagine if the if the verse was four lines and then the second verse was four lines exactly four lines, the same, same, the same length, melodic right? structure, all that sort of stuff. It would feel much more resolved, and then and yeah. then we've come to a, a period right. at that point, right. and then we drop into the chorus. It might have felt more like a drop into the chorus, exactly. Because right now it's just kind of a easing into the chorus, right? Because we're just continuing continuing with that tension. I think yeah, the the the, the melodies, the lane, line lengths. Um, the chord choices, all that, all that stuff, you know, factors into that. I think if you are going to do a a backfoot chorus, um, which doesn't announce itself as you know, like going to a five or you know that kind of big jumps, um, is that you do need to break your lines beforehand to let people know something is coming. I completely mm-hmm. agree. And that's like a really, would you say that again? Because a lot of songwriters forget that. And I think that that's mm-hmm. something that people should like write down. Say what you just said one more time so that people <laughs> can hear that. If you have a chorus that is sneaking in there. Okay, if you want me to pay attention to what I'm saying, I'm going to have to ask for more money. <laughs> you, have to, you, have to, you have to break. Yeah. So you, if you, normally choruses have a big jump, big energy, and it's big, they're bigger than the verse. If you're going to have a chorus, which is a backfoot chorus, which is kind of a slow burn, maybe a little bit more reserved, you have to break the lines or bring in, bring in some kind of variation so people know that something is coming. Yeah. Otherwise, Amen. it just turns into a longer verse. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very true. Super good point. The other thing that yeah. I thought was really interesting is um, I'm just going to read the first beginning and then the chorus. Who can say where we'll go? Who can know how we'll falter? Who can be certain how we'll change? Just hold in the end. When the arrows fly and they land, when the clouds fall down and we bend, when the spies break through, we can't win because you're on my mind. So notice that we didn't really have anything to look at until we got to the chorus section. So that's kind of interesting. When you have that happen, it means that I'm getting all feeling lines and so i'm not going to be seeing anything which gives me as the listener more of an opportunity to listen to the melody and the chords 
So if you give me stuff to look at, I'm not going to pay as close attention to your melody and your chords. But if you give me lyric that is not image based, because it's not going to conjure up things for me to look at, I'm going to be paying more attention to your melody. So I think you actually intentionally or unintentionally really highlighted the melody and the chords because the lyric isn't kind of doing the work for you in in the first two verses. It's like having too many things happen. Exactly. Thank you, Steely Dan. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really, Dan, man. Yeah, you know, this, the, 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 this point has come up a lot lately on the podcast of simplicity versus complexity and how much stuff can you throw at the listener and what are they going to pay attention to? And if one element is is really complex, then maybe the other element is dead simple and that's not a bad totally. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I did consciously change the point of view. So, um, you know, the, the verses are about sort of us and then... Mm. The courses are about external stuff. So I wanted, there should be some kind of change of something between the verse and the chorus. You know, if it's just, if it's just me, 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 and then the chorus is me, 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 I don't think it's as, as strong. Um, one thing I did think about trying was something that YouTube does, which I've never actually, well, I kind of did it once, um, but uh, using the the talking about the person in a third person like um it's all right it's all right she moves in mysterious way ways you know using the word she um Mm. sort of which i've never done um which which i sort of tried to do and i couldn't quite get it to work but that might be um again it's it's always good whenever you're doing songwriting it's uh I used to see bands and bands would use some kind of musical uh, musical thing or, or, or trick. I would go, wow, we don't have a song like that. And I'd go home and I'd try to use that trick because I haven't done it. So if, there, if you come across a song and you go, wow, I never use the word, you know, I never talk about someone in the third person, it's a good way of giving yourself a challenge to go, okay, well, how do I write a song in the third person? I wasn't able to do it this way. And this is still very much of a, a me and an us song. Um, well, it is, you could, it I mean, yeah. well, I mean, if you just change that last line, when the arrows fly in the land, when the clouds fall down, we bend, when the spies break through, they can't win because she's on my mind. Ah, right. That's nice. So then if you yeah. do that, then it's coming oh, from an, nice. it's I and we and she, yeah. and so when you do that, the we is a little bit, it's it's I and her, but it's right. also I and the listener. Like you're including the listener in in the we. So that's mm. fascinating. She's on my yeah, that could that would, right? that would totally work. And that it mm. makes the listener kind of like a a, a buddy. Because you're like, hey, hey, listener. You can't see, but I'm like putting my arm around an imaginary listener, (laughs) being like, hey, listener, let me tell you about her. So you're kind of like, you're kind of enlisting them with you. But another thing, that's a really good point that you just made. Uh, Often when I finish a song or when I think a song is finished, I will re-examine my point of view Mm -hmm. and I will try a bunch of different points of view and see 
if one of them resonates more than other ones. So, you know, what is the point of view? Does this really cool thing of changing, first of all, the intimacy of the song, but also, as I said, the relationship between the singer and the listener. Yeah. Because it's like Mm -hmm. sometimes the listener is in cahoots with you. Other times Mm -hmm. the listener is just watching you interact with someone else. Mm -hmm. And all of those are really good things to try when you're in your rewriting process. You know, which one? Do you want the song to be a story song so it's the most distant emotionally? Is that something you want to do? Do you want to be the the narrator or do you as the singer want to be in the song? Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, there's second person, which is it's you. Like you walk out the door, you say hi to her, you you right. get on the bus, you say hi to him. So you're inserting the listener into the song uh-huh. as the you. Right, right, yeah. And so you're as the as the narrator, you're kind of not you're not in the, you're you stepped out of the song, which that's a really cool point of view to try as well. Yeah, I guess there are other songs that do that. I can't think of one off. Second person point of view. Second person point of view. It's not um, very common, is it? Well, I mean, there are a bunch. I have like a, a whole um, Spotify playlist of second. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Um, uh, Captain Jack by uh, Billy Joel. Um, uh, A Team by Ed Sheeran. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. What are some other ones? Um, I can share that with you guys afterwards. Sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can share I actually did, did, did that on my songwriting challenge last year. Um, I started it as a third person he song because it was kind of painful to write it. And then but that gave me the gateway into it, into right. examining the, the emotions and stuff like that. And then I flipped it back to I. Let me just look here. Um, Never on the Day You Leave by John Mayer. Um, 24 Frames by Jason Isbell, um, Let Her Go by Passenger, um, Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac, uh, Obvious Bicycle by Vampire Weekend. I have a bunch. So anyway, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this show for sure, they're they're out there. That'd be cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Rolling Stone. See them all. Dylan. Right, right, right. Mm. Yeah. It's an interesting, it's an interesting point of view because you're kind of like, I, I I use it when I use it when I have something maybe super intimate that I want to say, but I don't necessarily want to be in the song myself because it feels mm-hmm. like maybe too close. Mm-hmm. So second person is kind of like a way to to have yourself in the song, but not with a little bit of distance. A little yeah. bit of distance, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, uh, to the Lydian thing, I've I've, I've often heard <laughs> that um, Lydian is used a lot in film scores, and it's and it's kind of yeah, it's very it, it be bright, but it can also be kind of dreamy. I think I think your song feel is a little more dreamy than it is bright. bright. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah, the kind of wistfulness and kind of kind of that that feeling, but it certainly does. You know, like you say, like like a Depeche Mode thing, or you're like a Roxy Music thing. Like it definitely puts you in a in a certain space. Yeah, that you're, that you're playing in. Yeah, and it's I would not have done something like this in my usual way because mm-hmm. I don't tend to look. So it's it's such a great exercise because otherwise, you know, this this is for all reason to do these things is to expand your palette. 
Yeah. And, you know, you can watch videos and that's really good. And we can listen to our podcast, which you should do. Um, mm. But there's nothing like sitting down and writing something and, and really forcing yourself to say, okay, well, I have to use this note because this note is part of the, the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, what do you think on a, on a rewrite of this song, Phil? Would you, would you then go back and make the chorus a little more like you would typically do it? Like make a, no, make a big I'm jump into the chorus? I'm actually quite happy yeah. with the chorus, actually. Okay, cool. Um, I'd like to do a bridge, although I can't think of what it would be at the moment. Hmm. Um, and probably tighten up the lyrics. I mean, the lyrics are very... My lyrics are always the last thing I do. Um, hmm. And I did try using AI uh, for those. Oh, did you really? Oh, lyrics. no! Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, they're just really... <sighs> they're really ordinary. They're, they're really dull. Well, they're very... Yeah. Well, because they are, right? They're just... Yeah. You know, there's no sort of interesting um, juxtaposition. Uh, you know, no, diff- no different viewpoints. There's no... Yeah. Um, there's nothing original on it, but uh, I mean, it will do it. It's it's amazing. You can say, write me a song about this using one syllable words, mm. um, and uh, to see how it how it does it, and it and it will do it. Um, but it's just you know. I remember when I was when I was playing around with ChatGPT, I actually asked it explicitly, "Can you rewrite this so it's less cliche?" <laughs> and and what did it do? Uh, it tried. <laughs> oh, it man. tried, but then it just got obscure or silly. Yeah. yeah. You know, it just it just didn't make sense after that. It's like, okay. I have not yet dipped my toe in that. In that, I, I don't know. I just because you can doesn't mean you should. No, but it, 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 I mean, I'll be honest. It, 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 I was stuck. I went to it. It got me unstuck because it gave me. It, I, I took the I took ChatGPT's verse modified it a little bit that gave me an excuse to write a bad verse mm-hmm. and then and then it gave me that and that gave me a melody and that gave me the structure of the song and i could at least finish that and i can go back and rewrite the verses that's fine <laughs> well and it's, but it, it really at least gave just, me a gateway into it that's all <laughs> when if it got you unstuck then yeah got me unstuck. that's all that's all and there's also lots of different i mean there's different games um you know brian Eno does a lot of stuff he uses you know dice and he uses cards and he i think he, there's yeah a, card deck you could get you know for creative to sort of another way of getting yourself out of your own habits is by forcing you into these random random rules and it's a good way of of opening your mind and sometimes it's it's good to be able to throw something into a machine and have it spit back random stuff and most of it you won't look at but maybe it's like oh that's a that's an interesting word i've never used that word before and then you you know Gives you it's, it's, in some ways, it's, it's a little bit extended off of using a rhyming dictionary because then you're just scanning through all the rhyming words and be like, yes. oh, I didn't think of that word. That's kind of cool. And it relates to my theme. Ah, okay, let's see if we can work with that. Yeah. And that sort of thing. You, you, I think on the show we did with you, Susan, about writer's block, you talked about this bag you have of like random words. You just pick out yes, two of them and I join, do. Them, join I, them at the Random and words. And then I also have like, uh, Benjamin, the Benjamin Moore color chart. I'll, I'll oh. pick a color and write on the color. Um, oh. Yeah, I play a lot of kind of writing prompt games with myself. Hmm. But I think the difference is that um, I'm not, I, I'm kind of, I'm I'm finding creative to jump off and get inspired from that. I'm not asking something to generate something for me 
mm-hmm. and then and then jumping off. Yeah, but, that but means you know, for sure there is a difference. I I know, uh, and I know it's here, and I know it's. I know, I know. I'm going to be like the old lady in the log cabin <laughs> who still writes songs the way they used to write them in the yeah. 1900s. But I just, I think, I, I feel like I might have said this last time. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's a process that you go through when you're mm-hmm. working on a song, and if you eliminate the middleman, that middleman might have material in it that would have turned into another song or would have Mm -hmm. turned into another idea or maybe a poem or a short story. And if you go directly to the end, you don't, you didn't do any of the middle work to get there. So you didn't have this little kind of creative exploration, um, which I, and and you can, and you can make the same argument for samples and loops Mm -hmm. and, all the all the musical tidbits that people just drop in without doing the work to sure. create them in the first place. You're right. And do they fit and do they work? And However, you yeah. can do that in an intelligent and thoughtful way. Of course. A piece of and course. you can say the same thing about using ChatGTP. <laughs> well, and I think, but I, I think that's the, the way. I mean, I think, you know, the, the technology is here. People are going to use it. People are going to use it to make really crappy music, but there are also going to be people who are going to find ways to creatively make it work for themselves. Yeah. You know, if you think about, um, there's an artist called Grimes, G-R-I-M-E-S, you know, who's just been, she's very, very open to whatever the newest technology is. So she made, for example, she made a video and, and then gave all of the elements of the video out into the world. So anybody could put a song to her visuals. Anybody could use her. She gave like, you know, her her uh, cutout on a green screen so that anybody could build whatever background they wanted. And I think she has been one who's been saying, you know, whatever you would take my songs, use chat G- GPT, do whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, there's there, there are people who are going to find amazing creative uh, ways to use this new technology i'm hoping yeah i, th- I think i think that'll be the case and then and, and, um, and it's not a new thing that that people are writing bad music and people are writing good music exactly that's, is that going to change much well no. as i always <laughs> like to point out people say that music was better in the in the old days in 1976 the number one and number two singles in north america were um disco duck Oh yeah, version of Beethoven's Fifth. So <laughs> yeah. you know, oh you know, yeah, David Bowie was part of the, I think, top. Okay, okay, good for David Bowie, but disco rules, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, but, I was reading. Oh, sorry. Well, one thing about um, using any of this uh, Chat GPT uh, AI stuff is that there's been a ruling in the U.S. that oh. this stuff is not copyrightable. Mm. So, depending on what you want to do with it, um, you know, they're sort of saying that's one of the issues about having AI write scripts is the scripts um, are not um, copyrightable. So, if ChatGPT writes the most brilliant lyric ever, anybody can just pick it up and use it. Well, technically, I guess, until, you know, all these things have to be legislated out. But that's what, I mean, that... There's one ruling on the books now that kind of mm. usually gives the direction of, um, you know, in the U.S., they basically, that's where most of the stuff will start from. And that's, 
That's where it's where it's where it's at now. I, I, re- I read an article about Peter Gabriel, you know, who's pretty he has always kind of embraced whatever the newest technology was. And he was he I can't remember the specifics, but the gist was he's like, you know, we can't we can't, you know, the, the Pandora's box is open. So we we it's out. We gotta use yeah. it. And his concept, I think it was, he's like, you know, what if you could have um, you know, your audience come and you could uh you could synthesize the their heartbeats mm. and write a song on the spot using all the different heartbeats of the people in your audience. Wow. I mean, that's like a really cool way to kind of think about incorporating this this new technology. Mm. Um so you know, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's- yeah, it's it's worthwhile looking into it. It's it's, it's kind of fun to sort of see yeah. what it's like. And, yeah, and maybe it'll work for you. Maybe it won't. Who knows? Maybe that'll be your next songwriting challenge. Write a song with ChatGPT. <laughs> well, or or you know, I think there I think there's going to be a way that people are going to find find a cool way to use it. I'm hoping, you know, yes. and then we'll be like, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, it's a very fun exercise, and I encourage everyone to um, to do it. And even if you come across this podcast, you know, next year, and um, we're we're still around, planet Earth, that is, um, trying to blow up the know, planet um, yet? <laughs> yeah, you can still send us uh, your mode songs, and we'd yeah. love to hear them. You know, yeah, um, or any of our previous songwriting challenges. I mean, we just want to hear your stuff. That would be awesome. Yes, that's that's mm-hmm. always great. It's never too late to try a mode. No, <laughs> no, absolutely it, not. It adds a whole different. You no, know, it's it's like trying a different food. You know, it yeah. adds a yeah. whole different taste to to your palate. Kind of a la yes. mode. Yes, a la mode. A la mode. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> He's a quick one. It's always going to be here all week. This is just some of the fine entertainment value we provide every week here on Song Talk. Do not forget to leave a tip. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, awesome. Okay, so uh, I think that's about all the time we have on Song Talk Radio. Special thanks to Phil for uh, sharing your approach to this wonderful challenge. And of course, once again, we are still receiving submissions um, from our listeners and upcoming in the next several weeks, um, we will be featuring our listeners' songs. So keep them coming in. We will do literally as many episodes as we need to <laughs> to get through everybody's answers to the challenge um, and give us a little paragraph about what you uh, what you went through. And uh, we'll we'll read your emails on on the air and um, and uh, check out your songs and provide a little feedback and a little bit. And the last last year it was so much fun. Eh, Phil doing the oh, listener song brilliant. episodes. It was so great. We have so many amazing talented people out in, in our audience and and the, the, the incredible thing is you know the, the 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 one prompt can generate such different answers oh yeah <laughs> even last year's was a title everyone came up with such different answers to the to writing off the same title it was amazing oh yeah yeah so much fun 
These are good things. Okay, so, and we do want to hear from you in general. So please send us your comments, uh, Facebook or Instagram to at songtalkradio or send us an email, feedback at songtalk.ca. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel for live performance videos and full episodes. And subscribe today to the Song Talk Radio podcast on your favorite podcast provider. You can find links to all the products and books and web services we mentioned on the show and our resources page on the website. And please join us at our next monthly Song Talk meetup, whether you're in Toronto for our in-person meetup meetups or anywhere in the world for our online meetups it's free to join on meetup.com and free to attend the meetup bring a song and a lyric sheet and get constructive feedback from other songwriters stop by songtalk.ca for the link and the the last one was just yesterday wasn't it phil it was great and actually someone had a had them play their mode song it was really cool and it was in lydian and totally ah. different than mine which is so there cool. we go there we go very cool, cool. Very all cool. right and then they're submitting it to the show as well i believe so all right Awesome. Um, and uh, you can follow me at neilmodi.com. You can follow Phil. PhilEmory.ca. And Susan, what's your favorite Susan, social? SusanMusic.com or at SusanCMusic on Instagram. Cool. We'll send our listeners that away. And uh, be sure to stop by the website, songtalk.ca, to browse past shows and find out how you can be a guest. Thanks for tuning in and keep, keep on, on writing. writing. Yay! Yay.